This week on Biz Body, show number four of the Ultimate Practitioner's Business Workshop. Man, you guys should be super enthusiastic I'm by this point. Almost as enthusiastic as I am right now. Right. It's, it's pretty pretty nuts. I'm, I'm, I might we are hyped up on coffee. I, I actually need a refill. <laughs> I need a refill. I'm lagging a little bit right now. Actually, pretty pumped up about this show. This is um, highlighting a future guest um, that actually came up with these she- with these sheets, which are pretty awesome. It's a career sheet one through four. Um, make sure that you go to bizbody.net if you haven't done that already. Download the worksheets by signing up and putting your name in the little box. Because I can imagine by now you're a little confused about what the hell we're talking about if you don't have the sheets just yet. If you sign up, there's a podcast specifically on how to put all these sheets together and what to expect show by show. So if you want all the shows, you got to download them. You got to put in your email. You got to put in your email to get that intro podcast and to find out what the heck to do with all these worksheets. Right. What are they talking about? I never know what they're talking about. Exactly. So stay tuned. This next series. This series is um, basically one of my favorites because it's the thing that got me pretty much into this whole idea. Um, thankful for Greg Mack to put it together. And he uh, has his own website at Exercise Pro Ed for um, exerciseproed.com, sorry, for um, trainers that want to take their practice to the next level. Um, he does a whole bunch of different, um, he's got a certification called the muscle system specialist, I believe, but then focuses primarily, um, actually not primarily, not only on, um, developing yourself as a technician, but also as, um, as you know, getting together your personal finances and what it takes to actually run a um, more successful business through sales and through the understanding of what where that money goes. As we were going through this too, one of the things that, that really stood out was the idea that um, the relationships that you have pretty much start with the relationship you have with yourself. And getting into this series gets into some of the deepest, darkest places that you got when it comes to how you relate to others and also how you relate to money, which then is kind of a reflection of self. So as you go through this, um, you're going to have to do a little bit of math. That's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sure that everyone that went to, uh, to school for exercise and sports science or massage therapy or... <laughs> dentistry they uh they went because they excelled at calculus and yeah i mean at this point if you don't know how to use a calculator like you should probably not be in business anyway <laughs> so you know the the math isn't exactly uh rocket science uh but if you can punch numbers into a calculator i think you'll be okay you should be deathly terrified of this right 
So with that being said, hopefully you guys have the worksheet or the workflow right in front of you that you downloaded. Um, and if you didn't, you're going to be totally confused. Really, really confused because there are four sheets that go along with this one. And um, each one is a reference to the next and to possibly the one before it. So um, check it out. Go over to bizbody.net to download the sheets and follow along with us. So um, from there, the first sheet, throw your name on it, the date, and also your desired income per year at the top. One million dollars. Could I please have one million dollars now? And sharks with laser beams on their heads. (laughs) In an underground lair. (laughs) <laughs> and, and hollowed out volcano. <laughs> That'd be dope. <laughs> Who doesn't want a hollowed out volcano? Layer. Oh, that's true. A layer it, in the hollowed out volcano. Yeah, you could probably find a hollowed out volcano. Well, I mean, it's just fashioning a layer <laughs> in it. And if you had Will Ferrell working for you too, that'd be dope. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, he can survive gunshot wounds. <laughs> And tell you that he got shot. So from here, what you're going to do off of that is now we're going to see how many number of days you can work. So tally all the weekends. And we va- put the first number in there. What's that? We put the first number in there. We helped you out. 365 days. It was not a leap year. Yeah. It wasn't a leap year. We're just like run of the mill, 365 days. <laughs> just in case, right? Right. <laughs> so put in your number of weekends, vacation days, sick days, personal days, holidays, like how many times is it going to snow, like where we're at, where it's like every flipping day, where it's going to be below zero or negative, negative 60 wind chill, which is, I, I still don't know why I subject myself to that. <laughs> if, if hell was freezing over right now, it would be Wisconsin. It would be Wisconsin. It's, it's awful. It's yeah. straight awful. Like, I I like the summers here that last like a week and a half. And then you got the mosquitoes, which which are pretty awesome. As you see, I'm really positive about this right now, right? right? So, well, when you're done with listing those numbers along with the continuing end days, um, subtract that from the 365 to make sure that you know how many days you can work. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yep. Calculator comes in real handy here. Yeah. And right below it, there's a, there's a nice, easy little uh, equation that you can do. What's your desired income? And with the decided number of days that you can work, so that you have your idea of how much you need to make per day to hit that number. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much easier Greg Mack could have made this for people. I mean, I mean it, it's it's an eye-opener, too. Oh, it totally is. I mean, I think, like, when you finally look at the amount of days that you're legitimately working, because, I mean, let's be honest, like, we're all, like, you know, when you first start a business, you might not plan on taking vacation, for the first couple years, you know, like, so that might not be a huge factor, but how many times, like, you know, do you go on or go out for continuing education, Yeah, you know, and like, you don't think about the fact that not only does a continuing education cost you money, but if you're spending days, if you're trading time for money, like we do, if I'm out of the office for three days, because I'm going to continuing education, it's the cost of the continuing education on top of the three days that I'm missing at work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think my, my wife actually forgets that, that, you know, we still do that for our livelihood now. And like when we go on vacation, 
you know, the week or 10 days we spend wherever, not only cost me what the vacation cost me, but also the seven or eight days that I'm out of the office as well. And, you know, like, I think that when you don't own a business, you work for somebody else, like, you don't think about those things. Oh, it's a complete myth. It's, right. it's like the myth of vacation. It's like, okay, you've generated X amount of dollars or like you provided X amount of value of which they're, they're still committed to paying you that much as a whole. You either get a chance to use it or, or, or not, or get it, or some places what they, they, they pay it out. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's still the total amount that they have invested in you. Now, like you're not making money for them while they're gone and that's fixed that's also fit into their calculation of you having x amount of days off and they're they're willing to take that you know right. that hit so are you willing to take that hit well i mean look at what happened what was that like um 2 or 3 years ago where here um the city of Milwaukee implemented um after a vote like people voted to have mandatory sick days, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't a thing here where employers had to provide paid sick days for their employees. So people voted, which, of course, if you give people a choice, most people are going to choose to have paid sick days over not paid sick days, mostly because most of these people that are voting for this stuff don't own their own business and don't realize like how much it actually costs the individuals that own the businesses. And so, of course, it passed like you know, flying colors overwhelmingly against, you know, not having sick days. And what happened? A ton of people got laid off <laughs> because the, the people that own the couldn't afford to pay these sick days to everybody. But they didn't want it to come out of their pocket either. Right. Like, I mean, people don't choose that. People don't start a business to lose money. I mean, yeah. they start a business to make money, you yeah. know, and if the bottom line starts getting too high for some of these people, they're just going to eliminate those jobs. And, you know, as an individual that doesn't own the business, like sometimes you don't think about those things. Like how much does five extra days of you not being at work cost that employer? You know, like they got to pick up the slack somewhere. They're still paying your salary or they're paying mm-hmm. your, your rate, whatever it is you're making, right? Or benefits. So, you know, like how are they just supposed to exponentially eat that cost, especially if you've got a business that's got 50, 60, 70 employees? I mean, you multiply that by five days and whatever that costs per day per employee, mm-hmm. you know, that's a staggering amount of money for some of these companies. So you saw you all, all of a sudden saw a lot of people getting laid off and then yeah. you started seeing companies leaving the city of Milwaukee, Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> But it was too late, you yeah. know, and it's just one of those things where, you know, like when you own your own business, when you're going through this, even if your your business consists of you yeah, understanding like, you know, what you need to make per year or what you want to make per year and then what you have to do to make it and then how many days you can actually not be in the office and still make that number is kind of, you know, an eye opener. And, you know, for some of us, like I can't tell you the last time I took a sick day. Um, you know, but I've definitely missed more work this winter than I've missed the last five or six because the weather's been so shitty, you know, and regardless of whether or not I want to come in or not, and I want to brave the elements, I can't expect my clients to want to do that. And, you know, for us, we've got clients that come from some of them over an hour away, you know, when the roads aren't 
really good, how can you expect that person that lives an hour away to drive three hours to get worked on to drive three hours on the way back and maybe get killed in the process? Because they're you know? great in slippery conditions, right? Right. So it just, you know, some of those things are out of your control. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you need to understand that, you know, if you live in a crappy place like we do, like, that's just a real possibility. I know every year I'm going to lose two or three days to the weather. Yeah. Now, minimum. I didn't anticipate losing five or six this year yeah. like we have but it's just one of the one of the things that you deal with you know when you live in a climate like we live in shit happens right mm-hmm. um and you can somewhat account for those things um or at least have at least have a buffer zone and you know when we work with a lot of clients that own businesses do we hear them talking about um like some of the things that stress them out they feel like their relationship with their employees is always a like a great spot, or is it always a stress spot? It's usually more stress. Than <laughs> it's it a is. lot of stress. <laughs> so when we when we when we're facilitating our like process right now of trying to not have it like I'm sure like they did like how do we not have it as a stress point, but actually uh, a, a point where everyone's helping each other? It, it's not easy. What is helpful is people taking responsibility for what they need and how they're going to get there. And this is what's really cool about this sheet, you know, and, and, and these actually these four sheets, these four sheets all fit together. And, and as you get done with that, especially the desired income, how many uh, number, the number of days that you have to work and how much per day, as you whittle that down, you get a chance to see like what percentage of sales earned. You get to see like how how what you need for um, your weekly sales goal, um, the gross number of sales, and how many sales per week you need to make in order, or how many appointments that you need to make, how many leads you need to have, and how many suspects you need to have being people that may want your service or need your service. You know, to help to to be aligned and congruent with what it is that you're doing. Um, that's that's this whole process, and that's why it's so important. It all fits together. Well, I think this is a twofold exercise for me because you know I look at it as number one, like what do I personally want to make a year? Yeah. Right. What what do I personally want to make? What's it going to be required of me? But you know, you and I as business owners, and with us being in the fitness industry for the last almost twenty years, how many places have you been where you know like? Here's your compensation. Here's what you get per hour. Here's what you're going to charge. Yada yada yada. And like, how many how many times did you fully wrap your head around the fact of, wow, like I'm only taking fifty percent of what I make. Like, you know, how many people jump from facility to facility trying to get a better almost percentage, right, mm-hmm. of what they make, but don't really realize where the other part of that percentage goes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I think that. You know, depending on the facility, depending on where you're at, depending on, you know, what the the employer is taking care of for you yeah. makes a huge difference in what you're making percentage wise. And I think that you would probably see more people stick around other places if they had a better idea of where that money was going. And I think like this gives you the uh, the ability, even as a business owner, to sit down with your employee and say, Hey, here's what we can pay you based on this, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where that money goes. But if you would like to earn more money, 
let's fill this out and you'll see exactly what you need to bring into the facility or the business in order for me to pay you that rate, right? Or is this a fair rate in general with how much you're, you're bringing in versus how much needs to go towards keeping the doors open? Totally. And I think, you know, as a, as two individuals that would like to have open communication with their potential employees, because I'd like to keep employees for a long time. Yeah. I want them to be happy. I like I want to be as transparent as possible. But I know there's a lot of people out there that are super shady with how they do business, right? Yeah. And yeah. don't mind churning people and burning people as as much as they can. Oh, that's just the industry. And it it totally is, yeah. you know. But I if, mean like in, in retrospect, like that's the way a lot of people think. You know, but if you want to change the way your business runs or you want to have you know, we've got clients since we've been in business eight and a half years that have been with us even longer than we've been in business, right? Yeah. And why wouldn't you want employees like that? Why wouldn't you want people, part of your team, that have stayed with you just as long as those clients because they're loyal, you know, because they know you're going to take care of them. You know that they know that this is what I need to to do in order to make what I need to make or have the days off that I want to have or, you know, here's what needs to happen for me to to be happy. And, you know, me as the business owner can be transparent with those with our employees and say, hey, I'd love to pay you a hundred grand a year, but this is what what it's going to take in order for you to get to that point, Mm -hmm. because this is what it's costing me as a business owner to be able to give you a hundred thousand dollar a year job. Yep. You know? Yep. And that runs into the second sheet. The second sheet is your personal finance plan. Now, when you put in your desired income per year goal, now, this is maybe the refinement of that number. So, getting down to what it costs you to live each day. I don't know if anybody... Does this right out of out of school or out of college or like even in high school? But you know when when I looked at this, thinking I'm like I don't know why I haven't done this before. Literally understanding like how much it costs you to live every single day, so that that number in your desired income per year is a really true estimate of the number that you have to hit in order to survive or in order to live the quality of life that you want to live. And that's that's absolutely huge, absolutely huge. If you're not doing that, you're leaving a big part of this picture out about what you need personally. Right. I mean, if your goal is to make a hundred grand a year, but you're living on a hundred and twenty thousand dollar a year salary, <laughs> you're, you're twenty grand in the hole, homie. Like <laughs> poor. Yeah. You're uh, you're not you're not uh, you're not quite making it. So, <laughs> you know, this gives you kind of a really good idea of you know what you need to make monthly, weekly, daily. But at the same time, you got to remember, like, you got to add in all those vacation days and all those holidays and all those sick days that you don't come in and all the personal days that you that you have to take because you just don't want to come in. You're hung over from the night before, like whatever it is. Right. You need to know that when you're not coming in that day and making money, it still costs you X amount of dollars to live. So do you have a shoe fetish? Yeah, you're going to ha- you're going to have to make that up somewhere else, you know, and like like you said, getting out of college. How often did you sit down and say, well, how much money do I spend on clothes a month? How much money do I spend on going out to eat a month? How much money, you know, does it cost me to pay my renter's insurance or, you know, my homeowner's insurance or my medical insurance? Or do I, you know, do I have some sort of retirement IRA that I contribute to? Mm -hmm. 
do I give gifts to people? Do I go on vacation? Am I saving for vacation? Do I want to have a savings? All those things that I sure as hell didn't think about, like, right when I got out of school. It was more like, you know, can I pay my rent on time? Do I have enough to pay the cable bill? Can I pay, my, you know, my car payment? You yeah. know, like all yeah. the the necessities, but I never broke it down. I was just hoping that I had enough in my bank account each month to cover the bare minimum of, of expenses that I had in order to survive till the next paycheck. I think that like taking this into account along with the first sheet, like the income target workflow, remember that's, that's just your practice as far as the hours that you work and generating income from that stream. Now, we're calling that a revenue stream. Like one of the main things about getting into any type of business or practice is understanding that it's kind of nice to have more than one source of income coming in to your family or into your practice so that you can if one has a tendency to go away over time because markets change or techniques change or there's some sort of technological advancement, you have a way to then compensate via other, there's money still coming in, right? So the next sheet that we have off of this is the understanding of how these all fit together. Like the average session in my business is X amount of dollars. The percent I earn off the session is X amount. My salary is X amount of dollars. And my personal finance plan says, says that I need X amount of dollars a day in daily income. So overall, this now sets you up for the idea of like, what do I need to do each day to get in front of X amount of people that may become your client? How many of those set up face-to-face meetings and actually show up to those face-to-face meetings? And you need to meet X amount of people to actually convert into X amount of paying clients. So you can actually get to those sessions, which sets up the behavior of the very last sheet, which is, of course, daily suspecting and goal workflow. So from there, you know like how many hours you need to spend meeting people, how many calls you need to make, or how many contacts you need to, to get in, in front of, which means you need X amount of consultations or X amount of tours in order to actually generate clients, sales, whatnot. The four sheet is, you know, it's just one of those that gives you a, a better idea of like, how many times have you talked to people outside the the fitness or, you know, um, almost the wellness industry, right? And, you know, you tell them, well, you know, full time in the fitness industry is 25 hours. And they look at you like, well, that's great. That's a cake job, you know. <laughs> but what they don't understand is, you know. That 25 hours of training or massage or therapy or, you know, adjustments or whatever it is that you do, right, where you're trading your 25 hours for money is you're lucky if it only takes you 40 hours a week mm-hmm. to be able to keep those 25 hours full. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if you've got 40 hours, you might as well say, like, that individual is probably working close to 60 hours a week yeah. ma- maintaining those 40 hours. Yep. You know, um, unlike a, a regular 9 to 5 where you can punch in, punch out, and your production is just whatever you get done between 9 and 5, you know, when you're when you're training time for money, a lot of times, like, it takes you more time outside of your training time to build those hours. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, this is a just a, a good sheet to give you a, an idea of how many people you need to call on a daily basis or text or email, whatever it is that you do. How like how do you get most of your business? Do you do talks? Do you get in front of, you know, um, individuals at different companies? Like how how much time outside of your quote unquote training or actually getting paid for yeah, your time? Unpaid, yeah. Are you working to have paid time? You know, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes that that uh, that can be a lot more than others. You know, I think that uh, the easiest way for this stuff to fall off, and I know it's happened to us a couple times where, you know, you get super slammed and, you know, between the two of us, we have families. It's not like, you know, we're single and can just hit it nonstop like we used to, you know, when we first started in yeah. this where you're working 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. Um, you know, so you get super busy and it's like, well, you know, I'm busy. I don't really want to take on any more clients. So you stop making those phone calls. You stop making those, you stop sending those emails. You stop, you know, trying to get in front of other people because if you were to do that and more people would want to come and join, it's like, where do I even put them at this point? Right. So that stuff falls off. And then all of a sudden you have four or five clients that all of a sudden they feel a lot better. They don't need to come as much. And then your 35 to 40-hour work week just went down to 25. It's like all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, how do I get those? (laughs) I did my job. How do I get those five or ten hours back? And it doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. You know, like when you're doing these, you know, suspecting calls or, you know, these inference calls to, to try to drum up new business, they don't just walk through the door the next day after you send the email or after you make the phone call. Your like, referral process. Yeah, it, ta- it takes some you know some time. And like with our process, the way we have our business set up is we're very non-pressure, you know, in mm-hmm. the sense of how we go about bringing on a new client. So even if I were to send out an email or make a phone call today, and I could get a consult in tomorrow, we don't even take payment the first time. For upwards of a week. Yeah. Right? So it's not like I'm getting a return right away the next day. Like it might be, it might take me three weeks, four weeks to gain those five or six hours back based on how our process works because we really pride ourselves on not being pressure, pressurized sales guys. Right? And in order to continue to be that way and to try to give our clients the best, you know, possible scenario where they don't feel like they're rushing into something that they're not willing to do, you know, it takes a little more time. And that means like, we don't get that instant gratification of we bring somebody in, they pay us right away. Mm-hmm. And now we have this mutual relationship going back and forth, Yeah, um, which I think, you know, has worked out for us long-term because it's allowed us to keep a lot of long-term clients versus a lot of the short-term you know, revolving door type clients. You know, you know, like rewinding just a sec of what you said, you know, there's something that, that really makes a lot of sense is the idea that if you value your hour and you value your time and you're assigning a dollar amount to it and you don't really want to go and find clients, right? You don't really, you're not comfortable with it because it's outside of your scope, you feel, or you feel like it's out of your comfort zone. Why is that not also assigned a dollar amount to it to a value to somebody else that brings you those clients? So you have an idea in your head what that time is worth to you because 
your your production time should also be like in in the 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 time spent suspecting and prospecting and whatnot is is just as valuable i mean they they work together they're you know if you can't really make a sale you're you're not going to have you're not going to be in business you're just you're going to be gone you know so the the key of changing the behaviors that it takes in order to either have people come through the door or understand the value of somebody else helping you bring people through the door so that you can be a better practitioner, you know, but understand the value of that person. It's like those two are, are, are necessity, right? Because otherwise you're going to be like, well, they're just the salesperson. I'm like, well, if they were just a salesperson, like they wouldn't be getting paid so much to bring people through the door. Like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the biggest thing that, Honestly, this has helped us with too. Um, is you know when you first get into this, you're trying to save money, save money, save money because you know the upfront cost of starting a business and you know making sure that you're viable and things like that. You try to do everything yourself to save as much money as you can. So again, you're putting a lot more non quote unquote paid time in, right? So that you can save money on the on the back end of you know everything that is going out mm-hmm. when you first start. And even now, you know, like, um, that we're established, we still sit down and look at different things. Like, I mean, we just hired a cleaning crew for the first time, you know, what, five months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it really just came down to, Hey, let's run the numbers. Like, what's it going to cost us to clean this place? You know, if it takes us four, four hours between you and I, our average hour is this, well, shit, like I can hire a cleaning company for, a quarter of what it would cost me for me to do it and you to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could, I could spend that four hours or we could combine spend two hours a piece doing more to bring clients in the door than spending that time cleaning my toilet or toilets. You yeah, know what my, I mean? My, my toilet cleaning prowess will not bring more people through the door. <laughs> no. Like, wow, man, you really yeah. clean that shitter. Well, <laughs> no. look, at, look at that. That's amazing. Know, right. And you know, like offloading, even our books, you know, like yeah. not having, you know, to sit down every month and like reconcile our books and paying, you know, our accountant a little extra money every every month mm-hmm. to reconcile our books and so that we have current our payroll, yeah. Current numbers, you yeah. know, so that it, it frees up our time to make potentially more money. And th- it gives you that perspective of, you know, what's your hour worth. Yeah. And if you can hire somebody to take some of that stuff off less than what your hour is then you should probably do it, you know, um, unless you're really cool with burning it, you know, at both ends. And, you know, with us having kids and families and stuff, like, you know, anything that I can do to offload extra work, I want to do because I want to try to buy my time back, you know, so I can spend, you know, some time with my daughter and my wife. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm trapped by the business anymore, you know. You don't want to spend time with her. You want to, you want to be by yourself. Well, I want to. I want to say that I do. I know. <laughs> so, guys, do the work. Download the sheets. Um, if you want to look at how to do this even better, there's actually a course over at ExerciseProEd.com, uh, facilitated by Greg Mack. It's a great course. Uh, check them out over there. Uh, make sure that you um, go to BizBody.net to grab the sheets. It's just your email address. Just download it. It'll get sent right to your email. So uh, from there, next time, guys. 